she said, I loved my baby, but I didn't really like her and bond with her until she was about three months old. And I remember when I heard her say that, I was like, oh my God, I felt the exact same way, but I would have never like admitted that out loud until I heard somebody else say it. And I was like, wow, this is totally normal. Hey mamas, do you ever get tired of trying to be the perfect mom or wonder how you're going to make it through the day? I know I do. I'm Kendall Yanez, a mom of two, perfectionist, and a recovering people pleaser. Sorta. Being a mom is the most rewarding but hardest job you can have. Behind every good kid is a mom who believes she is failing. If you're looking for a fun and safe, judgment-free community of mamas to talk about all the good and bad that comes with this crazy, most beautiful thing called motherhood, you're in the right place. I'm no expert, but on this podcast, we're going to get real and honest. I interview moms in different walks of life. They all have different stories to share and advice to give. Whether you need advice, you're looking for clarity, or you need a good laugh with some girlfriends, that's what we're here for. So let's walk through motherhood together. Welcome to the podcast. Mama, you're doing great. Before we start laughing, crying, and feeling all the emotions us mamas like to feel, please take a second to hit that subscribe button to this podcast so you can come back every other week and hear more mom friends share their stories. Also, if you haven't already, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Kendall Yanez and at Mama You're Doing Great Podcast. Don't forget to check out the Mama You're Doing Great website to shop my apparel and to see how you can get connected with other mamas like you. Let's get started. Today, I have Alessandra on the podcast. She is a stay-at-home mom. She has three kids, ages seven, five, and two. She is married to her high school sweetheart, and in their spare time, they enjoy camping and exploring New England. Her passion is helping moms feel less alone and more normal in motherhood. She says all moms are more alike than they realize, and I would agree with her. Today, we dive into the everyday life of a stay-at-home mom, how she balances the kids and makes time for herself, how she keeps a healthy marriage, and what her blog, Just a Basic Mama, is all about. I love today's conversation, and I'm sure you will too. So here it is. Hey, Alessandra. How are you? I'm so excited you're on the podcast. Hi, Kendall. Thank you for having me. I'm excited too. It's my first podcast, so. Oh, yeah. Exciting. I mean, I guess <laughs> we, we ran across each other. I don't even know how we met. Oh, yes. We were um, in a group together for Instagram. Yes. The, the Erica Daily courses. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because that, I guess, was like a year, year and a half ago, but we just... It was a while ago. Yeah. I've been following each other and keeping up with each other's lives and stories. Mm-hmm. So I love it. Okay. So we're just going to hop right in. I want um to... I want you to share who you are, what you do, and we'll just go from there. All right. Sounds good. All right. My name's Alessandra. I am a stay-at-home mom of three kids. I have a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and a two-year-old. Um, I have a mommy blog that I share a lot. Like I share activities. Um, I worked in daycare, so that stuff all comes kind of naturally to me, like the routines, the daily schedules, the fun stuff. Um, and yeah. So, but you're also married to your high school sweetheart. I am. 
And how many years have y'all been married? Uh, we got married in 2014. So we're coming up on our eight-year anniversary this October. We started dating our senior year of high school. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah, went to prom together, all that fun stuff. All the sweet things. Oh, I love it. Yep. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so tell me um, how you, you said you were a daycare teacher. How mm-hmm. did you transform into like being a stay-at-home mom? Um, honestly, the daycare I was working at closed when I had my son. And it kind of pushed me out of my plan was to like be able to work, but also be with my son and like everything was going to be wonderful. And then they ended up having to close. So I had to kind of push out of my comfort zone and do some other things. I actually started working at a maternal health and wellness club as like in their daycare. So I was like with a lot of new moms through that, which is what got me more interested in the whole, like, like helping out moms and new moms and stuff. Um, so I became a certified lactation consultant through them and was able to work with moms with little babies all the time. And it was awesome. And then they closed. (laughs) And that's when I like really became stay-at-home mom. I had my second child officially stayed home, started the mommy blog and started doing all that, like more creative stuff just to have something to do and to like share with other moms that, you know, we're all the same. We all want what's best for our kids. We're all normal. Like whatever you're feeling, most likely another mom is feeling the same way, like or whether it be lonely or struggling, feeling overwhelmed, maybe not feeling overwhelmed. Maybe you feel totally confident, comfortable in motherhood. But that was like the goal of just a basic mama to just have that like normal simplicity, everyday mom. Yes, I love it. And I love the name of your blog, the just the basic mom. Like, yeah. And, and you've said, I've heard you say, um, I'm not a cool mom. I'm a regular mom. (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) I mean, we all like want to be the cool mom, but then it's like, okay, in reality, like, let's be honest, we're just regular mom. Not a cool mom. (laughs) Just trying to survive, right? Right. <laughs> you're like, you're going to go to bed at seven o'clock, whether you like it or not. Like I need my me time. Oh my gosh. Not yes. staying up late. <laughs> yes. Okay. So yeah. Like, so you are at home with three kiddos and um, yes. the oldest in elementary yet. Yeah. He's in second grade. He just started second grade. Okay. Is he, do you homeschool or is he in? Nope. He's in public school. Okay. So you have two at home. Um, actually my daughter, my second just start started kindergarten. She's just half day, but she's also in public school with him. So I have the morning with my youngest for a little while. <laughs> okay. 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 So now you have two at school and then yeah. you have one-on-one with your youngest. And so let's go back to before kind of like, I guess, pandemic or even before you had your third, because you said you had your third during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, what does every day look like for you as a stay-at-home mom? Like, how do you kind of keep your sanity, keep them mm-hmm. busy, just all the things? Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, it's a good question. <laughs> um, we try to keep every day like the same, as boring as that sounds, like very like, you know, we wake up, we spend time together, we have our breakfast, we watch TV. Um, I try to like get out and do some errands with them to get out of the house. We color and 
I, it's nothing fancy. Like I know I like to share activity stuff, but it's not always like the fancy crafts and whatever. It's coloring and Play-Doh and whatever, like nothing set in stone. Um, I was always big on naps, like had to be home for nap time. Nap time was free time, right? <laughs> or time to clean, time to do laundry, time to blog, right? Gosh, like that was a big part of keeping the sanity was making sure that we had rest times and nap times. and. I had time to do the things that I needed to do. Um, keeping my house tidy is like something that I need for me to stay sane. <laughs> I can't be like walking around with a sink full of dishes and toys all over the floor. Um, so just keeping up with those daily things is part of everyday life. Right, right. I mean, you say, you know, you like to keep the house tidy. So do I. Some people don't and that's okay. I mean... And that's fine, right? Yeah. I mean, hey... I kind of wish it didn't bother me sometimes. I'm like, why do I care so much? You know, it would, <laughs> no. it would actually bring some stress off of me if I didn't. Care. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I think um, every personality is different. And so I think just keeping that time, like you said, that nap is very important. Okay, so my oldest stopped napping at two and a half, like, and it was a struggle for like six months mm-hmm. of trying to fight it. And I was pregnant in my second. And I was like, you will nap, you know? And it's like, we're spending more time like crying than we are. And when I say we, I mean, me too. So you said quiet time. Like, what do you do? Like, what age is your oldest stop napping? And did you just like make him watch a movie, read iPad time? Like, what did you do? Uh, so he stopped napping. He napped later. He probably stopped napping around three or three and a half. And it was the same thing. It was a struggle. I was like, you need a nap. But then like he wouldn't go to bed. And that was a struggle because he wasn't going to sleep at 730. And I was like, go to bed. Right. So finally, like when we gave up on naps, it was like, wh- however long he could like stay in his room, like for a half hour, even if it was just a half hour rest. So we each have our separate time. Uh, my daughter at the time was still having her regular nap. So it was like at least a little bit of quiet time for me. Uh-huh. Um, but it was just like, yeah, reading or playing with some toys in this room, preferably for an hour. But we all know that that doesn't always happen. Right. <laughs> so it may have been 30 minutes, but at least it was that time. And then, yes, it was on to TV time after that. Yeah. Just to keep the quiet sanity. <laughs> I mean, yes, I was big on because my child wouldn't stay in the room and it was, I was pregnant and I had, then I had the newborn and we just went straight to like, and I kind of wish I wouldn't have done this, but we just went straight to like, if you're on the couch and you can watch a movie for two hours, like just, just sit there an hour or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. but it was like, I wish I would have done the room, but I just didn't, you know, it's like you say, Oh, I wish I would have whatever, you know? And it's like right now. And I'm like, who cares? Whatever. But Right. But yeah, I mean, even if they're sitting there watching the TV, if you can get something done or have like some quiet time or, hey, you want to take a nap right next to him on the couch? Like, do it, you know, (laughs) you're just trying to survive it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I did that so many times when I was pregnant with my third. I'd be like, hey, guys, turn this on. I'm going to sleep for like 15 minutes and I'll just like sleep next to them on the couch. Right. I mean, the thing is, is I think before your mom, you're like, oh my gosh, I won't be able to do that. And it's like in different ages appropriate, of course, but they get to where you're not fully sleeping. Like if they're sleeping you, like they get off the couch, you can feel it, you know, or or they start making noise, you're, you're going to wake up kind of thing. Right. And again, like amazing. It was like 50 and I was like, I would like tell myself, okay, 15 minutes. I would close my eyes and I would wake up. In yes. 15 minutes, I'd be like, oh, 
and I feel so much better. (laughs) Everyone's alive. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I mean, yes, you can't do that with a six month old and like, right. (laughs) But you know, as they get two and a little older, they start to be a little bit more independent. And then of course they're not independent. So then they're coming to wake you up because they need something. Exactly. So, I mean, they're fine. They're like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Everyone at your discretion. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) No judging. (laughs) I love it. Do you like surprise gifts? Then you will love Plunder Posse. This is a monthly subscription for only $29 a month. You'll get two to six exclusive jewelry pieces that you'll never find in the catalog. You can cancel at any time, but you won't want to. As a Posse member, you're rewarded with promo codes every three months. You can't go wrong. If you want to see what the hype's all about, you can head on over to plunderdesign.com backslash Kendall and shop the party podcast. Or you can join my VIP group for daily fun and cute jewelry ideas. You can find that at facebook.com backslash groups backslash Kindle style session. I'll link that in the show notes and I hope to see you there. Let's get back to the show. Okay, so what did you think was the hardest going from like zero to one, one to two or two to three kids? What was your hardest? 100% zero to one kid. Absolutely. Like the, obviously, you know, it's going to be a huge life change but you don't know until it happens. And I remember like when my son was like days old, I was like, <sighs> like crying to my husband, like, Oh my God, this is so hard. I want it to just be me and you again. But like, obviously I loved him to death. Like I wanted him. Right. And then in the moment I'm like, Oh my God, did I do the right thing? Like, this is not what I expected. And it was hard. But I mean, I remember talking to a friend who had a baby around the same time I did. And she said, I loved my baby, but I didn't really like her and bond with her until she was about three months old. And I remember when I heard her say that, I was like, oh my God, I felt the exact same way, but I would have never like admitted that out loud until I heard somebody else say it. And I was like, wow, this is totally normal for you to have to not bond right away. It's so normal. But you love your baby because they're your baby, of course. But that like... I don't know. It's like this weird feeling, but I remember feeling the exact same way. And I was like, I am so glad you just said that because I felt the exact same way. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, people, I remember people telling me, oh, you'll get your mother instincts. You'll know, like, you'll just know, like, even in the hospital, you'll know. Right. And I remember crying all the way up probably to like four months and was like, I don't know. Like I'm a bad mom. I don't know the difference between this cry and this cry. Why do people say that girl? Like, I don't know. I still don't. After three kids, I still maybe like a hurt cry versus like any other cry, but yes. You get to where you can tell, like if especially at the toddler stage or older, right, like, right. where they're like, okay, are you, are you faking crying? Like, are you just crying because you're tired <laughs> or like, are you sincere? Like you're really hurting, like something's wrong. Um, but yes, as a bait. And I just think that needs to be so normalized because it's so yes. not, <laughs> Hey, and some of them might, and that's awesome, but it's okay. If you don't know the difference between the cries or you don't have that monthly instinct right away or that bond. Right. And then people are afraid to say it. Then they think they're a bad mom or they think that they're something's wrong with them. And then that's when right. the postpartum starts and the, you're judging yourself and just a downward spiral. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, definitely. 
I love yeah. that you said that. <laughs> Definitely zero. Yeah, zero to one. Such a huge life change that you can't you can't prepare for. I don't know. After I had my other ones, I was like, I know what I'm doing. This is easy. <laughs> So that kind of leads into like one of my favorite blog topics that you've done was to my third baby, you may not get all of me, but you get the best of me. Mm -hmm. I love that. And so explain to me why you wrote that blog and what that meant to you. I, I had just been thinking throughout, I mean, like most of her life, how much more patient I was with her, how I was more like laid back, so to say. I didn't feel like I needed to do everything by the book. I enjoyed writing that blog because I usually don't write blogs like that because I know a lot of moms feel like, oh, I can't, I can't have another baby. Like I won't love them as much or even maybe a dad too, but like they feel like they're not going to love another child as much as they like their, as much as they love their first child. And that's where it was kind of going with that. Like, yes, you can love another child as much and you write when that baby is born you feel that like, you know, like you, the, all those other feelings like go out the window, like you forget that you even felt them. But with my third, I just felt like I knew I was more confident. I knew to ask for help if I needed it. Even that communication with my husband was more open when it came to like having our third. So it was, I was much more at ease with her and I felt calmer. I felt more confident. I felt more patient. Like I was okay with waking up through the middle of the night because I knew it wouldn't be like that forever. You know how fast it goes by. As like cliche as that sounds, it does. Like, I can't believe she's already two. Like we've been into this pandemic for two years, for two years, two and a half years. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like she was just born and like that all just started. Like it's just been the weirdest two years. I just wanted to say like how, if you like, if you're thinking about having that third baby, like have that third baby, like it gets easier almost because you're prepared, you're ready. You know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Like you said, like the books you thought with the first and second, you wanted to do everything by the books and that stress and that wanting mm-hmm. to be perfect. And your advice was no habit is a bad habit. I'm going to quote what you said, because I wrote it down because I loved it so much. Breastfeeding your baby for comfort will not cause them to continue breastfeeding until they're 12 years old. Pacifiers won't be needed forever. Holding your baby too much is never ever a bad thing. Rocking your baby to sleep will not cause poor sleep habits in the future. Your baby is only little for so long. So hold them as off as you want and rock them whenever you want. They will not need you forever like this. And I just love that. It is so, (laughs) so true. And you just don't know that or you really don't believe those things mm-hmm. until you've at least experienced one child mm-hmm. and really until you've really experienced two, because then you see from the first to the second, and I don't have a third, but you do. And it's like, you see, okay, it goes by too fast. Um, mm-hmm. None of those things are going to create bad habits. And even if it does, you can break them. It's not right. a big deal. Right. I, with my first, he was horrible at potty training. And so we're in the potty training sec with my second and I'm not really wanting to push it, but I was so stressed out with my first, I'm almost too lax my second, but I (laughs) know like he will not go to kindergarten in a diaper. Like, right. It's not going to (laughs) happen. Exactly. So it's like, I think the advice that you're writing is to new moms and like after first or second, it's like third, however, if you're still in that I can't hold my baby because I don't want to spoil them or whatever. It's like, just 
old is your baby, you know? Right. Yes. I right. love it. That's my favorite blog that you've done. Uh, thank you. So tell me a little bit more about the blog. So what, how did you come up with the name? What is the name? I know you kind of vaguely said it earlier, but I want you to repeat it and tell me um, some topics that you like to blog about. Um, all right. It's called Just a Basic Mama. I don't even remember how I thought about it. Um, I'm not usually like good at like titles and like coming up with creative ideas like that. So when I like thought of it, I was like so proud of myself. Ooh, I love this. Like this is what it needs to be called. Like I wanted to talk about just like regular motherhood. I blog about mom life, um, routines and activities mostly. Maybe I should write more like that personal like motherhood stuff since you like that so much. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was just to talk about that like your regular normal side of motherhood, not like the glam, the glamorous, like what you see on Instagram, like the perfect pictures and the beautiful houses with white kitchen cabinets. And I mean, I would love to have white kitchen cabinets, but (laughs) it's not all realistic for us all the time. Like just like that perfectness of that Instagram was, it's not so bad anymore, but it was supposed, wanted to like come away from that, like perfect picture and just be, normal, like everyday, real mom life. Yes. I love it. And I love the name because it's so true. Yeah. Sometimes I think people think maybe it's like, like basic B, like got your pumpkin latte and your (laughs) leggings and your t-shirt, but it's not like what I was going for. It was like back to like basic, like everyday life. Yeah. I mean, I took it as kind of that, like you said, like what the meaning is and just more the I'm not a cool mom. I'm a regular mom. (laughs) Hey, friends. I'm a big believer anyone can do anything they set their minds to. In 2020, both my mom and I started our side hustles at the same time and became each other's biggest cheerleaders and teachers. My mom was a hairstylist for over 20 years. She closed that business to open her dream online boutique. She loves all things fashion and beauty products. She has always loved making women just like you feel beautiful every day. And now she's getting to help you step out in a style with the divine image. Her motto is life isn't always perfect, but your outfit can be. My mom and I have joined together to give you a special gift. A thank you for supporting our small businesses. When you shop at her boutique, use the code MAMA10 and you'll get 10% off your total purchase. Head on over to divineimagesboutique.com and shop all the cute, and affordable clothes, accessories, beauty products, and more. I'll leave the link in the show notes. Let's get back to the show. So how do you balance being a stay-at-home mom and doing the blog? Earlier, you said that, you know, that was kind of just something that you needed to do for you. Mm-hmm. So how do you balance that? And, and, you know, people that are listening, they might not all be bloggers, but maybe they want to work out or they want to... Um, start crafting or whatever it may be like how what are some advice for stay-at-home moms that want to kind of figure out how to find something for them Mm -hmm. schedule it into your day like write it on your to-do list like you would anything else I usually my like when I blog or do stuff for me it's at the end of the day when my kids are in bed but like I have a regular bedtime so I know that they're in bed and then I have my free time after that that's my biggest thing. Like regular bedtimes there. You can't go wrong <laughs> when they're in bed by like seven or seven thirty. Um, for me anyway. Um, but yeah, scheduling that time in and you do have time for it 
because if really what else, I mean, at the end of the day, you could be scrolling Instagram, you could be binging Netflix, you could, or you could be working out or writing or doing what you want to do. Right. Right. So just like making that time for it, scheduling it in and like nap time, or just if you can't do it when your kids go to bed, scheduling it in when they're, they are watching a movie or they are napping. Like you can make the time if it's important to you. And it's okay if your kids are taking a break watching TV while you do something, even if it's for 20 minutes for you. Like don't let it get to you. Don't feel guilty about it. Your kids will be okay. I mean, also communicating to your spouse. I think that's a huge thing that a lot of people, and you know, some people, these are single moms that are listening or sometimes they don't have supportive spouses. Just communicating to your kids, your needs as well, because as they get older, you want to show them that it's okay for them to be able to have hobbies and their needs, right? you know, doing something for them. Right. I was in a mom's group when my second baby was born and she, there was a girl in the group who said, whenever my husband goes out golfing, which is like, we all know if your husband's golf is like a three, four eight hour event, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> She's like, however many, however many hours my husband golfs for the week, I do yoga for myself for that same amount of time. And I was like, I really like that idea. I should start doing that. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, is they, the husbands or whoever's helping you should be okay with that because it's like, you're giving it's that so easy for to, them to go out and do stuff. Right. It's like, okay. <laughs> It's not my job 24 seven to be a mom. And then your job is only like three hours, like, in like a 50, <laughs> 50, right? Like this isn't like I'm a babysitting, you're babysitting. Like this is a partnership. Right. <laughs> and I think that's what is so healthy. And it might be hard at the beginning, depending on you, your relationship, or you're trying to, like, right. trying to figure out like, whoa, okay, I'm not really happy or I need some time to myself. And that's really hard. I think to get that out, like you said, to admit some of those things sometimes mm-hmm. really hard or sometimes you don't even know why you're so frustrated or so upset. And then you're like, okay, um, maybe because I haven't had a moment to myself in like weeks. Right. Right. Like, you can't even go to the bathroom by yourself. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll come up with like a new haircut once in a while. And I'll be like, there's like a bounce in my step. My husband's like, really? Like you just needed a new haircut. I'm like, yeah, I had 45 minutes myself. And my hair looks good. Love it. He's like, that's all I need. Yeah. Like, come on. 45 minutes is like, like, I mean, or an hour even is when you're with them all day, every day is great. Absolutely. I think that's important to think of too. Like you don't necessarily need like a girl's weekend away to feel better. Like sometimes for me, grocery shopping by myself is enough to be like, huh. Like that was nice to get out of the house and not have to buckle anyone into a car seat or hold anyone in the grocery cart. And so they can't like get out of it or tell someone not to run down the grocery aisle. (laughs) Just feel like a normal human being for a few minutes. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Yes. I love that. Okay. So you're married to your high school sweetheart. So do you Mm -hmm. have any tips and tricks for a healthy long marriage? Um, I think what you said about the communication, really, like, or you know what, our husbands are not mind readers. I think that's my best advice is if you need something, you need to use your words and say it because they, it's not like a, like a, like a romantic comedy, right? Where like, the guy sweeps you off your feet. Like, I mean, 
they should obviously, but I think that telling them what you need or what you want, or even what you need help with, like sometimes my husband will just be watching TV while I'm cleaning the kitchen and he's not meaning to like not do anything. But if I say like, Oh, Hey, can you do X, Y, Z? Like he's going to get up and do it. He's just not thinking of doing that. So just tell them that communication that just telling them what you need or what you want them to do. So I used to think like, I don't want to be like nitpicky or be like, I already have three kids and I'm saying, do this, do this, do this. But I think they just need that like push because they're not reading our minds or knowing what we need them to do or want them to do. I always felt like it was nagging too. Like I shouldn't have to tell you like it's time to go brush the kids. Like, can you help me? With right. That? Um, I always felt like it was nagging. And my husband, we just have really tried to, it's, no, he's like, I want you to tell me. I need you to tell me. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm kind of silly, stupid when it comes right. to Right. They just don't I'm think that way. About that. <laughs> you know, and and I have to work on how I say it. Because sometimes, yeah, you're like, yeah. Oh, scrubbing. And you're like, can you get up? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So it, it's definitely both ways. Um, So that is definitely something that I agree with 100%. Because whenever I know I'm being healthy, and filling my bucket up and then being able to communicate with him what I need help with, it's very much reciprocated back, mm-hmm. right? It's like, if you're nice to me, nice to you kind of thing. And that's kind of hard. You know, I think even with the kids, you, when you're calm and your bucket is full and you can pour your love out onto them and then they can pour their love back out onto you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll ask you one last question. And what is your best piece of advice for stay-at-home moms? Or what would you tell your younger mom self if you ha- could go back? Hmm. I think just like what we talked about earlier, like it's not so important to follow like all the rules of like the go by the book, like everything you read, you have to do cry it out so your kids sleep well, or you have to do it this way. Or There's a million ways to do all the things in motherhood, like what works for you isn't going to work for somebody else. And what you think should work doesn't always work. Like go by your gut, go by your, like your instincts, your mom instincts and follow those rather than going by the book and what the doctors say, I guess. Yes. Okay. I love it. Yep. Oh, that was awesome. (laughs) What a great episode. It was so, I feel like relatable and you are relatable. I love watching you on Instagram and all your reels. So let everyone know where they can find you and where they can find your blog and all the things. All right. So uh, my blog is www.justabasicmama.com and I'm at justabasicmama on Instagram. Facebook and Pinterest. Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you can resonate with what you heard. If you want to get more connected with other mamas like you and feel encouraged and not so alone, head on over to Facebook and join the Mama You're Doing Great community private group. Also, make sure to share this episode with a friend that you think can use some words of encouragement. It would mean so much to me if you would take a second and leave a rating or a review. There will be days you think you're failing, but until next time, remember, Mama, you're doing great.